Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Okay, Alana, take it from the top. So we have an exciting interview to share with you guys today as we continue on with our postpartum series. We thought it'd be fun to just add an interview into the mix because there's so mm-hmm. much to talk about with postpartum. So we figured we didn't want to just stop at our last episode. We just had to keep going. So today we have the privilege of interviewing Bethany Fontaine. So she is a mom, blogger, YouTuber, podcaster um, in Vancouver. So Bethany, uh, instead of me talking about you, why don't you tell us some things yes. about yourself? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on mm-hmm, your yeah. podcast. It's crazy because this is actually my first guest appearance. On so that's very exciting. <laughs> um, that's so great. Yeah. A little bit about me. Um, I'm a wife and mom of two. Um, I have a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. So life is really mm-hmm. busy. <laughs> um, yeah. It's full. It's good. But yeah, I am definitely kept on my toes like all day. Um So yeah, basically I've been doing YouTube videos for coming up on five years pretty quick. It's been a while. Um, And uh, yeah, my channel is basically motherhood and just sharing the ups and downs, the real life stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which has been cool um, and so amazing to create this community of women through that. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do in my spare time other than... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> taking care of my kids all day Face um, babies yeah yeah um and then another hobby of mine that I've been just like loving recently is actually remodeling dollhouses it sounds kind of crazy hey. but I yes. just like I love it so much so I try to squeeze hey. that in as much as I can but it's so much fun so that's a little bit about me it I looks so it. good the dollhouses you make look incredible yeah. <laughs> thank you, you. <laughs> Well, it's it. a lot, it's a lot cheaper to renovate a dollhouse than it is your own home. <laughs> so right. that's kind of why I like, oh, I just make all my interior design dreams come true in the right? dollhouses because it's, it's like so cheap. So yeah, it's How good. fun is that? I know it's so fun. So for you guys listening, Bethany and I, this is the first time we're actually um, chatting like voice to voice instead of like over internet or anything. <laughs> and um, it's just really amazing getting to meet other amazing mamas out there that have such passion. And, you know, they're also, you know, like fellow entrepreneurs and doing their own business. And it's just super fun, like putting this all together. And about the dollhouses, my little girl, Katie, she's five. I showed her pictures of them and she was just floored. She's like, I can do that. Like, I can do that, right? Mom, can we start doing that? <laughs> it was just Aww, the sweetest awesome. thing. Like, she's Aww. just totally inspired. It was just so Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah that's so it cute. was adorable. I guess we'll just jump right into it from yeah. there. I Let's don't know. Let's do it. I'm excited for this. Let's go. Um, so I guess going along with what we chatted about so far recently mm-hmm. with our podcast is Marvel Postpartum. So Bethany, why don't you just chat with us really briefly, maybe about what your postpartum experience was Mm -hmm. and how you found it was even afterwards, specifically emotionally having your babies. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit of your experience in that regard. Sure. I'll try to be as brief as I can. (laughs) I mean, it's a big question. Yeah. um, Yeah. So both my postpartum experiences were vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I've asked women, like, what was a harder transition for them? Was it 
you know, zero to one, or was it one to two? And it's obviously so different for everyone. But for me, my hardest postpartum transition was probably with my son from going Mm -hmm. from one to two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, With my daughter postpartum, of course, it's a huge learning curve, right? You've never been a mom before. Yeah. Yeah. And me specifically, I was the first of my friend group, first of both sides of our family to have a baby. And so I didn't really have anyone to kind of let me know what to expect Mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, I researched pregnancy and all of that stuff, but I didn't really research a lot into postpartum. Yeah. And I wish that it was more kind of in a way emphasized on preparing more for postpartum than for pregnancy in some ways, because for me, I was kind of shocked Mm -hmm. at how, um, much of a learning curve was, and not only was my baby born, but in some ways, like me being a mother, I was born into being a mother, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, like it was, it was good. Like I, it was challenging, but I had a good support system. Um, things were good. And we had a lot of people loving on us with Mm. my first, with my daughter. Um, yeah, with, you know, and emotionally I felt good. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, this is intense, but I felt pretty good about it. And I was just so happy. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember that. Um, but with my son, it was, is vastly different. We, um, uh, moved to BC about four years ago. And so I had my son here and we didn't have, um, much support here, Um, and with both of my births, I had emergency C-sections. And so the recoveries are a bit different if you were to have a vaginal birth, of course. Um, it takes a bit longer to recover. And, um, yeah, so with my son, I, I tried to have a vaginal birth and I was not successful. Um, and it was a bit more of an intense birth and I was okay with that. Like that was, I was all right. But for postpartum, it was difficult. My daughter was two and a half and my son had colic and reflux Mm. and we didn't have a good support system Mm -hmm. and I didn't actually have a vehicle. So I was basically stuck at home in our basement suite every day, all day, um, trying to help my baby who's in pain and I couldn't help him. Unfortunately, you know, you just have to get through that season. And so for me, postpartum emotionally with my son was probably one of the most hardest seasons probably in my life because I just felt so incredibly helpless. Um, and you know, I'm supposed to be able to care for my baby. And I felt like I couldn't, and I Mm. felt like I wasn't a good mom, unfortunately. Um, so emotionally with my son, I was not doing as well, as well as I was with my daughter. Um, but it was a season just like postpartum is, um, whether your baby doesn't have, um, some complications or, you know, it's still a very intense season where you're adjusting and transitioning. So sure. Thank you so much for that. That was, you know, I just Mm -hmm. need to commend Bethany. Um, You're very honest and real and raw. And this is something like we definitely look for, especially when we're doing interviews, because we want that to like, that's just so much aligns with scripture and who God is to us. And we want that to be here for our listeners. And so, you know, having someone that is that bold and 
I'll go so far as to say humble as well to share like this just means a lot. So I want to say thank Mm -hmm. you. There's no different faces of Bethany. What you see is what you get. And I love that because even watching your YouTube channel, I'm like, I feel like I know this girl already. We're sitting here having a conversation. I see the same, you know, on YouTube. So you're so open on your channel as well. Um, Do you share things often about you and your husband, you know, within your channel? Because you share that this very much like lifestyle and motherhood. So I kind of want to segue, like, let's segue into marriage a bit because we want to talk about your relationship between your husband and yourself. Sure. Yeah. So on my YouTube channel, I don't primarily focus as much on my marriage relationship with my husband. Um, I do think that it is good to Mm -hmm. keep certain things private. Yes. Um, and it's not that we don't have a good relationship, but Mm -hmm. it's things along the lines of, of intimacy and things like that. I tend Mm -hmm. to keep that sacred in some ways. Um, because I, I truly do believe that there is a line, um, with oversharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can cause a lot of issues and privacy issues. And I, and I think also to valuing my relationship with my husband, um, I don't share a lot of details, um, mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I've, we've done, um, videos where we've done question and answer videos before together, yes. which have been good, but there have been some videos where I felt like looking back on them, I maybe had shared a little bit too much that I was like mm-hmm. open to share. Right. And so I just made those videos private because I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to keep that part of our relationship between me and him, right. you know? Um, yes. I don't want to be having thousands of people knowing on what our intimacy is like. Right. I don't think right. that that's wise yeah. to be sharing things like that. So in some ways I have, but then I've been like, you know what? This needs to stay private. Yeah. And I've chosen not to share certain things. Yeah. Um, but I do share about how we're doing and people do are like, where's Luke? We'd like to see him more. Yeah. And I truly, right. I truly think that, uh, it's fine. And he wouldn't mind beyond more, but my channel is more motherhood yes. stuff. Um, but I am open to talking about marriage and relationships. Both of those things combined, like postpartum and your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find postpartum, like going through that season, maybe especially with, with what you were dealing with, with Kellen, um, how did you find that affected your marriage or did you find it in your sex life? Oh, absolutely. I, I think in some ways I didn't know how to fully communicate on how I was really doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that just kind of pushing through, like pushing on was like going to make me feel better. And unfortunately, I, I truly do believe I had PPD, was right. my depression in some form. Um, it was undiagnosed, but I truly do believe I was going through some really tough stuff. So I, I felt like I didn't communicate the way that I should have. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that did, did cause a bit of not disunity, but just, we weren't as connected, I guess, because I didn't, I didn't know how to fully express my, my feelings. And I think even Mm -hmm. just through postpartum, um, experiences, I think, communication is huge, um, with your spouse during that time, because they don't know fully of what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, they can be there for you and support you, but you're the only one who can say how you're really doing and how they can be there for you. So I think in some ways it did, it did change things, um, because I wasn't as in tune with, you know, maybe just 
seeing things through his eyes too. Did you find um, it kind of affected your relationship with Christ during the season as well? Like, did you find that was affected at all or? Yeah, I think in, in some ways, yes. Um, but I, I knew that the season was going to be used for a purpose. Mm, um, yeah. And I think postpartum is again, a very sanctifying season hmm. um, where things are kind of amplified a little bit. If you can, if you can kind of like, I mean, you could probably understand that because your hormone hormones are like crazy. Your emotions are yeah. everywhere. And um, I, I do think that relying on Christ through that time was really one of the ways that really got me through. Um, like I, I truly do believe that um, the hope we have in Christ is so beyond um, anything I can really describe in that peace that you, that can only come from above is, yes. is huge. And I think for me, having that hope was really something that really got me through that time and still gets me through hard times now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, our God is trustworthy and he's mm-hmm. faithful, um, even through seasons where um, we are struggling um, to kind of navigate on our own. So I think in some ways it, it did change, but I do believe that times of struggle um, definitely bring us closer to Christ as we rely on him more through that. So amen to that. Thank you so much for that. I love how you said that, you know, it's a very sanctifying season to you. And I love that viewpoint because, you know, I too, Bethany, like you, it was with my first, though, I suffered severely through my postpartum season and looking back, one of the things I would have whispered to younger Paris was change your mindset. Like, can you see this as something of sanctification instead of something to just get through? Because I remember mm-hmm. having that mindset. So hearing you talking like this is just beautiful. Like, and I hope that this resonates with other women, you know, like going into this, believing that, you know, we're told that our children are going to be sanctifying to us. You know, they're going to, they're going to be that beautiful like push to blossom us to be more Christ-like and all of motherhood is like that postpartum included, but we don't often think that way. You know, I feel like there's such a stigma around this dark cloud over postpartum. Right. So I appreciate that you said Mm -hmm. that. Um, Bethany, something else I want to ask you with you saying all of that in, in regards to your postpartum, do you, looking back, see specific lies that you definitely fell prey to during postpartum that you would whisper back to your, you know, your younger self, like, okay, let's kind of refocus here. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think most women go through a period where it's, it's not maybe an identity crisis, but there are things that you tell yourself that kind of, um, yeah, that aren't true. And I think for me, some of those lies were that I'm not worthy Mm. Um, to have these kids because someone else could do it better, um, mm. to be honest with you, because yeah. I felt, like I said, helpless, yes. um, you know, and I just, I, in some ways I just did what I needed to survive that time. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was not being the best mom I could be, but because of those lies, I wasn't seeing myself through the lens of Christ. Yes. Right. And I wasn't seeing my worth, um, with the foundation of how Christ sees me and my identity. And so I let those lies definitely consume me through that time. And I wasn't empowered by how God sees me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, like, yeah, it was definitely 
the worthiness, you know, and just yeah. feeling like a failure. I just yeah. felt like an absolute mm-hmm. failure. Um, and I think a lot of women can really empathize with that because, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways we see other women online or whatever, feeling like they have it all together, yes. um, you know, yeah. and, you know, postpartum is you're supposed to, you know, look great right after you have a baby, mm-hmm. and, you know, and people pressuring you to get your body back right after. Yeah. And it's like just all this noise. And, yes. um, instead of focusing on that, um, for me, I, I just, I kind of gave into some of that and I just felt like this isn't supposed to be so difficult, but what mm-hmm. standard was I using to, yes. um, to like, to make that standard for myself. It was just an expectation that I was putting on mm-hmm. me yeah. instead of no, no one was expecting me to be the perfect mom or to have everything put together. But that was yeah. something I put on myself because, mm-hmm. you know, looking at, looking at others and comparing, which mm-hmm. was, is such a trap also, um, yeah. really, really kind of brought me to in some ways a downward spiral because I just couldn't see myself as worthy as, as Christ sees me in some ways. So, yeah, that was really beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. and so totally relatable. So relatable. Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Um, Alana, I've been asking all the questions. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. I know. I feel like I'm just listening. This is like, this is good. (laughs) It it is amazing. This is beautiful. Um, so I know you were mentioning how, you know, with your first, you had, you know, that great support system mm-hmm. and things like that, but with your second, maybe not so much. So what was something you had longed for or were hoping or wished that friends or family would do for you mm-hmm. when you were kind of in that downward spiral specifically, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think I, I really didn't put a lot of expectations on, on others because in some ways they were far away. Um, and they wanted to be there and they wanted Mm -hmm. to help, but it just wasn't possible at the time. But I've been thinking about certain, like, I think I've had a few people ask me in the past, what is a good way to help my friend or Hmm. another woman in my life going through postpartum season? Like, what's the best thing I can do? And I do really find that a lot of people say like, oh, let me know if you need anything. Yes. Which, which is great. But also you're not going to ask that person for something. Um, no. You don't want to feel like a burden um, through that time. So it's wonderful that they seem, you know, caring and everything like that. But I find the tangible ways that you can care for someone is almost more, mm-hmm. it just goes that extra mile. Um, yeah. And so like, you know, making a meal for someone, you know, getting them flowers, getting a gift from mom, um, you know, buying them a Starbucks gift card, which you can actually send over email now, which is awesome. Um, You can be far away and still do something like that. So I find tangible ways um, in that sense can show that you really come are coming alongside them and even just checking in and saying, Hey, I'm praying for you. Um, What are things that I can pray for you for? through this mm-hmm. season or, yes. um, do you need me to take the, the kids for just an hour or, you know, your other children just for a little yeah. bit, even if it's in the same, same house, just so you can take a nap or rest. Mm. I find really the tangible ways to help are a lot more, um, I guess helpful. Cause I mean, yes. cause things still happen. Meals still need to be made. Laundry still needs to be done. 
and, uh, yeah. being that support system for someone just instead of asking, just being like, I'm just going to do this for you. Yeah. Show up. I think, I, I think up. that's huge. Yeah. 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 For sure. No, I, I know. That. And I was even thinking too, like when you were saying that, cause even going through, <clears throat> um, like my miscarriage recently and, you know, mm-hmm. friends are texting and they're like, you know, let me know if there's anything you can do to help. Like, what can I do for you? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I literally have no idea what you could do. Like, I don't even know. Like in mm-hmm. the in the moment you just, there's nothing that would even come to my mind. Like I wouldn't even know. But yet, yeah, if someone like brings me brownies, it's like, oh, wow. Like that was yeah. actually for what sure. I needed or, yeah. you know, yeah. things like that when they actually just did it without yeah. asking. I was Absolutely. like, wow, and that I can, I can completely, so I can completely relate to you on that because even losing our, our pregnancy a few weeks back as well. Um, a friend of mine, you know, sent me an e-transfer and she's like, here's dinner on me, you know? Yeah. And you know, it just brings you to tears because you don't expect that. Yeah. But it just goes that extra for you, you know, being like, wow, you truly do care. Even yes. though, you know, I hadn't even really talked to her in a long time. And, you know, Aww. just, it's just so sweet to see yeah. um, that. And it just, you feel supported in, yes. in that way, as apart from all the lovely messages, which are still amazing too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I love sure. that. That is so special. Yeah. So Bethany, we have one more question for you. You've covered so much for us and it's been amazing. So we want to ask you, if you were to give one piece of advice to someone about to go into the postpartum season, what would it be? As if you haven't said so many amazing things already. Yeah. We're picking your brain again. Um, I think obviously rest is, is on the list. It's up there. And I think... Um, everyone rests during postpartum. And I think, you know, practically resting and giving yourself time is so good. Um, not just physically, but emotionally too, not putting too much on your plate is, is huge. And just really, um, just soaking in the season, even if it may be difficult because that's what it is. It's a season. It's not going to last forever. Um, but my biggest piece of advice is, is honestly to communicate, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like postpartum is, is isolating in a lot of ways and it can yeah. be very lonely for a lot of women. And it's amazing that I've, I've seen so many more women, you know, going through and talking about their postpartum journeys and that's amazing. But I, I feel like if you're not communicating with your spouse, especially, um, it can be a very isolating time. Um, yeah. so I think, yeah, just talking about how you're feeling, um, keeping your husband up to date with, with those things. And even physically how you're doing, um, Mm -hmm. is huge. Um, because I think that not having that support with how you're truly feeling, um, can really in some ways lead to your detriment. Um, so I think that's probably my biggest advice is just communication on how you're doing, how you're feeling, what you need. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. That's amazing. That was so good. Thank you so much, Bethany. That was fantastic. So if our followers wanted to find you on Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, how would they go about doing that? Well, my handle on Instagram is Bethany Fontaine. It's pretty easy. Um, And on YouTube, it's just Bethany Fontaine. So you just type it in YouTube and you can find me. So 
So we will make sure we put your name in our show notes too, so that people can Mm -hmm. find those. We can even link that. So we'll do that because you guys, Bethany's a gem and it's well worth your while to surround yourself with women Mm -hmm. that are in this journey that are strong in their foundation with Christ and they're out there for you guys. So definitely make sure you give Bethany a follow. Bethany, we want to truly give you a heartfelt thank you. This was absolutely priceless. Um, and you sharing your heart and just like struggling times is such a gift to us. And I know it'll be such a gift to our followers. So thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you guys. It was super fun. And it was my privilege, honestly. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.